Good morning, friends. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Carrie. It is once again Sunday morning, and I'm once again in my basement recording. I realized last week I said something about my basement having a lot of hard surfaces, and I didn't really explain that. So I'm not sure if you know this, or you're probably, you might, oh, here's Butch, my dog. He likes to make an appearance, I guess, in these coffee talks. So you're going to hear his little claws on the floor. Anyway, when I was talking about the hard surfaces, um, I have two podcast shows. I am not an audio expert, but one of the things I do know is when you're recording audio and you're surrounded by a lot of hard surfaces, it can affect the quality of the sound of your voice within the podcasting or the audio because your voice is bouncing off a bunch of hard surfaces instead of being absorbed. So that's why sometimes you'll see people podcasting and they have like those little eight carton like styrofoam things to help absorb stuff. So I've said this on my podcast, my Educators to Educators podcast has 108,000 downloads. I mean, it's doing very well and I don't have a podcasting studio. I'm not here to win an Emmy. <laughs> I'm here to help people. It's been a really interesting week. I'm tired today. Um, I'm tired. I have uh, very active kids. My daughter's a dancer and we're in the middle of a dance competition and um, I'm exhausted. My voice might sound tired, so I apologize. I might be a little bit slower in my thinking today, maybe not as witty, who knows. It's been an interesting week for me. Uh, if you are, the, if you're listening to this first time, for the first time, Coffee Talk with Carrie is meant to be like a raw, unedited, here's what's on my mind, and then I end sharing three or four jobs that I think teachers should apply for. It's not planned. I'm just sitting down literally with my coffee. Like right now, I'm going to take a sip. You're going to hear me take coffee sips. I want my coffee to be hot. I taught for 10 years, and I had too many days where my coffee wasn't hot by the time I got to drink it. But it's just the real me. You're going to hear my dog in the background. I'm not going to edit things when I make a mistake. Like It's just me talking and thinking, telling you what's on my mind for the week. Okay, so... Behind the scenes of Carrie Conover this week. Well, last week I shared that I had gotten, I had gained 2,000 followers in two weeks. The past week, I went from, I'm going to look at this right now. I'm pulling up LinkedIn. I went from 8,000 followers to, right now I sit here, I have 10,985 followers. That's insane. So I just want to talk about this for a second. I had a really interesting post go a little bit viral uh, this week, and I've since took it down um, only because it was getting really distracting, like trying to respond to everyone, and I felt like enough people had seen my point. But basically what I had said in this post was that you don't need to be popular on LinkedIn to get a job if you're a teacher. I wrote this post because... You could quote unquote say, I'm becoming popular on LinkedIn right now, but I'm not trying to become popular. What I'm trying to do, my why for being on LinkedIn is so clear to me. And I think that's why I'm gaining followers, but I wouldn't care if I had 500 followers on LinkedIn. My why and my actions would be exactly the same. So I posted basically saying that there is no hiring manager out there that has ever come to me that has said, Carrie, we need a customer success specialist. Go find me someone popular on LinkedIn. 
that has never happened. And I, I had so many people celebrating that post. And let me tell you, my why for posting that post was that I talk to transitioning teachers all the time and I recruit for a few education companies. I do recruiting for them. And I also meet with a very influential ed tech recruiter every week. We talk shop, we talk entrepreneurship, we talk business, we talk about what positions are out there. So I would say that I have a really pretty good pulse about what's going on out there. Do I know everything about everyone and every recruiter and every job and every company? No. Do I have a good pulse on things? I do. I wrote that post for the teachers out there who are feeling extreme anxiety about LinkedIn right now. Like they need to be popular. And when I say popular, I don't mean I, well, let me, let me stop for a second. When I say popular, I don't mean that you have to be stressing, thinking you have to write this super engaging, interesting post and you need comments and likes and connections and follows. No hiring manager cares how many followers you have or connections you have on LinkedIn. Now, if you're a newer ed tech sales company or you're an ed tech company and maybe the sales team wants you to have some connections so that you can post about the product and get traction that way. Okay, maybe that could be true. I would argue though that that's the wrong audience. If you have, you know, if an ed tech company came to me right now and they were like, oh, we want you to promote this or that, I would have to look and be like, well, do I even have 11,000 followers that are the right audience for you? Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. So maybe in a world like that, or so it was interesting on this post, there were a couple people that wanted to do the devil's advocate thing on the post and say, well, devil's advocate, Carrie, I'm going to prove you wrong because in my one instance on LinkedIn, I got traction that got me an interview. And a lot of what I was doing on that post was saying, go back and read my original post. My original post, well, not a lot. There were only a couple of people really that I was just saying, like, reread my original post. My original post is saying you don't have to be popular on LinkedIn. My original post was saying hiring managers aren't asking me for people who have a lot of connections and followers on LinkedIn. They're asking me for certain skill sets in people. So anyway, um, do I think LinkedIn is an amazing networking tool? Uh, yeah. Do I think that you can consistently write about content you're passionate about and get the attention of an ed tech company? Sure. I do think that happens. Um, but really, LinkedIn is changing, but it's not Instagram. It's not, do you have 104,000 followers? I'm going to pay you and endorse you to make a post. We're not living in that world. At its core, LinkedIn is still a place to build a landing page about yourself that is very clear of who you are and what you want. It's a place to connect and co collect high quality connections and relationships. So I wrote that post for those of you out there that feel this pressure to be someone on LinkedIn. It, 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 let that go, please. You don't need to have anxiety about LinkedIn. 
So I want to be here to talk about these things and you don't have to agree with me. And I did not take the post down because people were just, you know, there were a couple of people that were saying, well, no, my popularity on LinkedIn is helping me. I took the post down because I couldn't get on LinkedIn without having so like the notifications were blowing up my day and it was becoming super distracting and teacher summer reboot early bird tickets are going on sale on Monday and I had work to get done. Um, so I just decided, okay, I feel like, you know, there are 140 people that celebrated and liked the post. There were lots of people that privately messaged me that said, thank you for saying this. Um, and that was what was actually becoming overwhelming was just like the, the, the celebration of the post. So anyway, I just want you to know that post was for those of you that feel anxiety over LinkedIn. It's not necessary to be a shining star. Just have a really nice profile. I'm going to do a part two YouTube video soon about um, your LinkedIn profile. I've gotten some even more interesting insights from recruiters lately about those profiles, and um, I'll be sharing those out next month. What else is on my mind today? Um... It's getting towards the end of the school year. I know people are panicking that they don't have a new job or they have their contract in hand. I've been thinking a lot about the fact that there are teachers listening to this right now that are gonna end up back in the classroom next fall. And I have plans to support you and build community around all of you that are going to end up back in the classroom. It's going to happen. Many of you are going to get jobs. Um, we're having lots of discussions in classroom to boardroom right now about really narrowing your focus. We go through in classroom to boardroom the first two modules are really about um, understanding what it's like to work in ed tech and starting to get some tools in place that you need to make a transition. And then I go through each role and we really deep dive and I train you up on that role. And that's why, I mean, we've had five people hired at Discovery Education in the last few months because they're ready to be onboarded. They understand what their job's gonna be. I've trained them up and they're ready to go. So really, I think, your time right now, instead of being on LinkedIn, trying to become popular, is spent picking a path, picking what kind of job you want and building your profile up and upskilling so you're ready to go. And I can help you to do that at Classroom to Boardroom. If you're doubting whether the money is worth it for Classroom to Boardroom, it is. It is. Um, even it's the, the amount of money you pay is worth just the special guest I'm having this month and see in two weeks come to our classroom to boardroom coaching call. Like that money in itself is enough is the wisdom that this man is gonna give the group. Okay, I am done. That's all that's, sorry, that's, I really don't have anything other interesting that, I don't really have anything else that's too interesting to talk about. That popularity on LinkedIn thing has really been on my mind a lot lately. Um, know your why, I know my why. My why is to help teachers love their careers again, whether that is through finding a new career path or Coming to Teacher Summer Reboot. Early bird tickets go on sale tomorrow, Monday. I'm gonna release this on Sundays from now on because I feel like people have more time to listen to these coffee talks on Sundays. But anyway, tomorrow, Teacher Summer Reboot tickets go on sale. They're early bird tickets. The cost of the ticket's $147. The early bird tickets are $97. Here's what Teacher Summer Reboot is, and then I'm gonna get into my favorite jobs of the week. From June 1st to August 15th, we have an amazing community of educators that come together. It is Teacher Summer Reboot is, this will be the fourth. We've had 16,000 teachers at one of the conferences, uh, one of the free conferences we did. So it's really good stuff. But I've totally changed it up. It's all summer long. There's a combination of courses that you can take to become a better educator. 
There's going to be Coffee Talks with Carrie where you get to do this live with me and ask me questions. I'm bringing in special guests from ed tech companies to talk about different ed tech tools. There's going to be live presentations from educators and there's going to be a lot of networking because I really, my one of my goals of this summer is to create communities of circles of support for educators. Circles of support. So we're gonna have some fun tools to help you find people that you really like and that can support you and cheer you on. So actually, if you wanna grab one of those early bird tickets, go to educators2, the number two, educators.com. So educators2educators.com. Grab your early bird pass. And there's a really fun page on there we're doing this year of who's attending. I'm starting to add the headshots, names, titles, and links to social media of people who are attending so you guys can start. Guys and gals, I'm trying to break the habit of saying guys. You human beings can um, get your face up on the educatorseducators.com page and start networking. All right, let's talk about the jobs I love this week. Okay, the first job I love this week, I found these jobs all on EdSurge. I love the EdSurge job board um, for many reasons. So I am sharing three jobs today that I found there. Basically what I go through is I look at jobs and I look at the requirements and I think, okay, a transitioning teacher could actually get this job. This is a great next step for a transitioning educator. So this job is a school account manager for Common Curriculum out of Baltimore, Maryland. It is a remote full-time job. So at Common Curriculum, they build collaborative online lesson plans. So it's an, it is a collaborative online lesson planner and it helps teachers write their best lesson plans. Sounds like a great job and a great company. So this school account manager, you're gonna work with school leaders. So this is the thing about these account managers. You have to be comfortable talking to school leaders. You have to be comfortable standing in a room of a couple principals and speaking to them or being on the phone with them. So this may not be for someone who's a little more on the shy side. Um, you could be shy. You just have to have that confidence to be able to get on the phone or be in, a, in the room with administrators. Anyway, okay. So you're going to work with school leaders to implement a collaborative planning culture in their schools. Um, you are going to be onboarding them and working all the way through their renewal in June. That means you gotta have a little bit of a sales side to you. Not a huge one, but you're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to do, get them onboarded up and running and get them all the way through where they want to renew with you. That is a true account manager, but you're also an implementation manager. This is, this is most likely, I don't know a lot about common curriculum, but a little bit of a smaller company. So that account manager is literally like doing Everything. This reminds me of the role I had at East Park Learning, actually. Um, so just make sure you read through this job posting. But you're going to be the school's main contact. You're going to do their online and in-person trainings. You're going to build relationships. You're going to analyze their usage data. You're going to, you know, help them if they're struggling. And you're going to renew them. I love a job like this for a teacher transitioning because it reminds me of the job I had at East Park where I got to do so many different jobs so that when I transitioned to that bigger company, Discovery Education, like I knew Director of Customer Success was gonna be my jam. Like I was gonna be really good at that job because I was really good at that job within my you know jack of all trade job at eSpark, if that makes any sense. Anyway, they say they want you to have two years of instructional leadership, school administration, or coaching experience 
and four years of classroom teaching experience. They say you're going to thrill, thrill, you're going to thrive in this role if you enjoy creating and developing, um, creating and delivering engaging presentations. You're empathetic. You're detail oriented. You love data. You're a good writer. You're open minded, and you can handle um, when things aren't totally structured for you. And you like wearing many hats. The salary range is sixty to ninety k. It's a great job. And uh, let me know what you think of this job in the comments. I will link this job posting in the show notes down below. Okay, uh, the next job that I love, love this job, is a marketing writer and editor at Goalbook, and it's a remote full-time position. So the crux of this role is to create thoughtful um, content, so thought leadership, research, recruiting content that attracts K-12 administrators and new team members to Goalbook's work. Their ideal candidate is an articulate writer who is a former K-12 educator or administrator skilled in creating marketing content. So you love to write, edit, obsess on how you express things. This is perfect for someone who loves copywriting, writing, engaging teachers. So um, the key responsibilities are to source, write, and publish content that positions Goalbook as a K-12 thought leader. You're going to lead the proofwriting and copy editing work. You're going to project manage all of these things uh, for short-term and long-term projects. You're going to monitor and report on the marketing data of these projects. Um, it has full benefits, 401k matching, 401k matching. For all of you that are really nervous about your pensions and everything, um, I hope you know, you've heard me talk about this a little bit in the past. Uh, make sure you're talking about financial planner, but that 401k matching is huge. Open vacation policy, flexible schedule. Um, this says goal book, universal basic income. I'm not, I don't really know what that means. If I'm being honest to you, maybe I need to do some research and, and reach out to some people I know to figure out exactly what that means. You need to do this job. You need two plus years teaching experience, top notch writing skills and excellent interpersonal skills and attention to detail. Their desirable, desirable skills and experience is knowledge of special education practices. And if you have any sales or marketing experience, that is a plus. I will link this job in the show notes. The last job I am recommending today is for a customer support specialist at Code Combat. <clears throat> this is a <clears throat> excuse me, a remote full-time position. Code Combat is looking for a remote customer support specialist. Now, here's the thing, guys. Customer support specialists, you know, we talk a lot about customer success and account management having kind of an outgoing, extroverted personality. That's not always the case. But I do say if you're a more shy, reserved person and interacting with people live or in person drains you, that customer success account management role might not be the right thing for you. Not always, I'm just saying in general. The customer support specialist, I think is a great role for a more introverted person, an empathetic person, a person who likes to solve problems, a helper. So this position is, you would act as a main point of contact for customers while assisting with the administration of group and private lessons. So if you've experienced supporting a busy organization, 
and you like to help and solve problems, this would be a great role for you. So this is a fully remote, full-time role. And here's what you'll do. Quickly triage, address, and respond to user inquiries via email, live chat, Zoom, and phone with excellent, excellent interpersonal skills. You're going to help users debug in-game code in Python and JavaScript. Now, don't let that freak you out. A lot of these companies have um, tutorials to help you learn how to do these things. Um, you're going to listen to customer feedback and report out to the team trends that you're seeing. I think that would be a really cool position to be able to do that for a company, to be in the position to say, hey, I'm seeing these same problems over and over. We need to make some change in the product. So you are comfortable. Who are you? You're comfortable assisting customers with technical questions in a compassionate, clear, and friendly tone. Sometimes teachers are stressed and they may not be nice in their emails. You have to be able to handle that and respond in a compassionate, clear, and friendly tone. They don't say that in the job description. I'm saying that. You have to have an aptitude for community, communicating technical issues to customers. You have to be organized and know how to prioritize. Have a growth mindset, strong written communication skills, familiarity with G Suite applications. Um, you nowhere in here does it say you have to code and that's sometimes I think people will push a job description to the side because there's one thing that that they are like oh well, I can't do that apply anyway see where it goes this is a good company I've met some of their people at tech conferences in the past um, they have really strong values at this company their work is purposeful um, they believe in that strength strength comes with interdependence um, they're kind. So I think that you should give this a shot if this sounds interesting to you. I'm really enjoying doing this coffee talk with Carrie. It gets me out of bed on Sunday. gets me thinking about the week ahead. I just want to leave with this note. There are lots of voices out there trying to help teachers in tra transition right now, and there's a lot of really great content out there. I'm friends with a lot of the other coaches out there trying to help teachers. It's a friendly, strong community. I just want to close with stay friendly on LinkedIn, stay kind, stay building, stay supportive of one another, and be really careful of whose voice is letting you, is impacting your mood and your feelings. If you're reading something on LinkedIn and you're feeling ugh, or it doesn't sit with you, right? Unfollow the person or mute the person. There's nothing wrong. I, the way I look at it is I don't want to, if, if something irritates me on social media, I'm not talking about LinkedIn, really. I don't let that stuff really irritate me. But like, let's say I'm on Instagram and I, I'm seeing something and it's not making me feel great. I just mute that person or unfollow them because I don't want to send them bad vibes either. So if something on LinkedIn is just not sitting right with you or there's a person that's making you feel inferior, there's nothing wrong with just muting them or unfollowing them. Um, or taking them out of your feed. Don't let other people's, you know, I heard something on TikTok this week, and here we go back to TikTok, but it said, if people, the, his advice for people is to stop thinking about other people because they're not thinking about you most of the time, right? We obsess and we worry about what other people are thinking of us, but in reality, people aren't thinking about us. They're thinking about themselves. I am thinking about you, though. I'm thinking about teachers in general, and I know this is hard. I know 
Sometimes you feel like it's not going to happen for you, but I just encourage you to stay listening to positive, informative people. And I hope you have an incredible week.